Welcome to Seizure Salad with test subject Micah B, a salty, slightly cynical account of neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the trainings that, like, uh, Epilepsy Foundation provides for the communities throughout the state of Colorado? Yeah, of course. That is a really big part of my job. Um, so we offer free trainings in the community, and uh, we we typically do uh, a lot in the beginning of a school year. So we, um, you know, before COVID, we would go into a classroom um, we can train the students or we can train uh, the school personnel, which I think, uh, you know, again, just getting everyone on the same page is really helpful. Um, I think it also gives, um, you know, the students kind of some empowerment, kind of owning it. And then for the parents also, I think it helps them to have a little bit of peace of mind knowing that, you know, everyone that's going to be working with their son or daughter will have, you know, just a little bit more knowledge and feel a little bit more prepared if a seizure were to happen. So um, our, our community trainings are open to the community at large. So um, if there's any small to large group of people that would like to learn more about seizure first aid, you know, basic seizure types, you know, we can offer that for free. And obviously right now we can do that virtually. We've done those at churches, with employers, even just like small groups, um, small, a group of family members. So yeah, we're, we're happy to do that. And then our national office also just recently launched a program that we can facilitate at a local level for a seizure first aid certification. And that will last uh, two years. So we're really excited about that too. So there, so there's a uh, two-year window uh, to be, be able to take advantage of seizure first aid certification. Yeah, so okay. we, we can facilitate the training, and then that certification uh, will last for two years. Oh, oh, oh I get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know how us epileptics can be once in a while. It's like brain sometimes reverses what I heard, so... No, no worries. Yeah, so once you get trained, once you get trained, that certification lasts for two years. It's it's just like a lot of other certifications where you have to go in and re-up just in case there's any new information, any new techniques and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I know a few people I want to talk to. Um, and this is awesome because one of the biggest fears I've had um, is getting back to the workplace. You know, there's there's some places that that are really hesitant, even the people who I've worked with and worked for as an MC or as a broadcaster uh, over the past 20 years uh, that are like, yeah, we love you. We love the work you do, but they are very, very hesitant because, because I'm front facing, I'm, I'm in front of people. So it makes it kind of difficult for me um, if something were to happen. So ideally, of course, I'm not going to have any more drop attacks. I'm, Pretty sure that's not going to happen. Um, hopefully, so got across. Right, but this is great because, yeah, I might have my. I'm going to have my folks and my best friends um, look into this because, yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, and just kind of speaking back to some of the statistics, um, 
So one in 26 people will be diagnosed in their lifetime. Uh-huh. And then one in 10 will have a single seizure. So those are really, that's actually one of the things during my trainings that I really like to kind of hone in on is just how common epilepsy is. And so, you know, the more people that we can train in seizure first aid and just kind of have them be aware of what, you know, epilepsy looks like, you know, because Hollywood does like to glorify certain parts of it. And um, there's a lot of misconceptions. And so, yeah, but it is so, so common. And sometimes in trainings, I'll say, you know, raise your hand if you know someone with epilepsy. And sometimes not many people raise their hands, but I... I often tell groups that, you know, you probably know someone or multiple people, but you just don't know it. You know, a lot of people with epilepsy just because of, you know, stigma and and misconceptions, they don't like to talk about it. And so, yeah, I mean, before I started this job, I also didn't really think that I knew anyone with epilepsy. And now I have... I had one of my best friend's husbands come out and say that he said seizures and, and a few other people too. So it's really just about making people feel comfortable in a space um, without judgment so that they, you know, can talk about it. So, yeah, yeah. That's such a great way to put it. And you're, you're so correct about this because I find that as I'm going along and, you know, I started seizure salad as just a way to, to, to almost like self therapy and of, it's like I said to, to somebody else the other day, because I got tired of answering the same questions and misconceptions over and over and over and over again. And within a couple of months, within three, three, four months, I started getting feedback, family, friends, acquaintances about how this might have, you know, this helped them get through this day or this helped them with this issue. I started hearing people come, come out and, and reach out and be like, Hey, you know, just I've got PTSD and I deal with a lot of the same kind of anxieties and emotional turmoil that, you know, you're going through. One of my co-hosts is starting to open up about his clinical uh, depression. So what's really neat, and we'll just, we're, we're going to get right back to epilepsy. I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> what's really neat, it is, it's, it's when people feel comfortable. That's what this tie-in is about. When people feel comfortable in a non-judgmental, like you said, a non-judgmental and supportive environment, then they're able to look at if within them and share within them without having to judge themselves. So that's that extra layer that comes up. And this is all through the Think 126 webinars and, and other symposiums and stuff, correct? Yeah. So we have a lot of events in the community to um, just offer education and support. We have a lot of folks reach out to us who are newly diagnosed. So, you know, these are great for them or just like you said before, you know, there's constantly new research or or just new things coming out. And so it's a great refresher course for someone, um, you know, if they've kind of been on this journey for a while, but yeah, we started a new program called Think 26. We've been doing it for a few months now just to try and um, reach our community kind of in the virtual world. So it's webinar series and we just have different topics once a month. It's typically the fourth Wednesday of the month. I know we're probably going to have some run-ins with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, so we might (laughs) reschedule those. But um, yeah, we named it Think 26 just to reference the number that one in 26 will be diagnosed. And so we just wanted to highlight that. And uh, our September session is for raising a child with epilepsy. So we'll just touch on, you know, some pediatric 
topics within epilepsy and then uh, definitely touch on uh, genetics a little bit and uh, some rare epilepsies. And that's going to be sponsored by BioCodex. <laughs> and that's the fourth, uh, fourth Saturday. Uh, fourth Wednesday. So fourth I think Wednesday, it's September 23rd and they're all at 5.30 p.m. Okay. This interests me greatly because uh, we're really early in the discovery stage, but uh, I've been told that most likely is genetic. Uh, my younger brother also has a very similar type of epilepsy. And uh, the unusual thing, not necessarily rare, but it is unusual that it waited until I was 47 to fully develop into tonic clonics. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, I'm very interested in this one. And if there is some kind of disposition, then I want to make sure that my ex and I are able to give my son that we know the warnings that if it does happen that we know how to Seizure Salad Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball the song Seizure Boy courtesy of Watsky and used with permission find more great music and poetry on his website georgewatsky.com original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios follow our podcast like our Facebook page whatever floats your boat just keep listening and join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad until then remember unexpect the expected and that it's all in your head. <laughs>